podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. I'm Quinny. I'm Jay. And um, yeah, I know we haven't done an episode in a little while, so we've got a good few games to, to talk about and a few little talking points. Um, Going to dive right into it because I say we've got quite a bit to go over. Um, so since we last brought you an episode, um, we've played four games. So the first one of them was uh, the three 0 against Leicester, um, which was which was a brilliant performance. I think for me, it felt like that game last season, the back end of last. Well, say the back end felt like the back end, but the middle of last season, where we beat them four 0 at their place. Um, you now everyone saying it was going to be our toughest test out. They were going to beat us, and then we've just blown them out the water and battered them. It's great. I thought it was our best performance for a while, um, even going into last season. I think it's the best we've played for a long time. Um, we just looked like a complete unit again, finally. We looked assured at the back. We looked comfortable in possession and that. Uh, just a, um, a great attack and performance, but we defended so well as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think I, I, I agree with you. I think it's probably our best performance since arguably the Leicester game last season. Um, I think we were kind of, I wouldn't say we were coasting, but we weren't really, we haven't been blowing teams away of late. And even since then, we haven't really done it. I know it's hard at the minute with the amount of injuries we've got and stuff like that, but we needed a performance like that. We needed that confidence booster because I think especially, especially with the injuries that we've got, um, the players needed that lift. We've got the squad. We've got the squad to compete even with injuries. It's just, I think it's more so, we understand how good some of the players are that are out. The likes of your Van Dykes and that, and then you lose Arnold and your defence goes to pot, doesn't it? But mm. we've been we've managed all right. Just um, I think it just, just goes to show that you need you need a strong squad, you need a bench just as strong as you start eleven, and it's that's what it's all about. And it might be an eye opener for the future. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you, this is something Klopp did mention after the 3 0 against Leicester and you obviously mentioned it after the, the Brighton game as well. Uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on, on having five subs available for the Premier League this season? Personally, didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't think it was what he was about. Never been that way. I've never never considered it. Um, when it was a thing during peak COVID and they were allowed to do it, I don't think it was, I don't think it was essentially needed. But now... As Klopp has said, the difference in taking Andy Rubble off for 10 minutes could be absolutely massive in his recovery of the game. Uh, and I don't think he'll look at stuff like that. So, yeah, if, you, if you're if you winning 3-0 and you can take... Maybe even as go as long far as saying you can take Alisson off and your striker, say Salah, Mane, Jota, Firmino, take one of them who's run themselves into the ground, take, take two of them off just for a rest... I think it might, if it's going to make massive differences in training and in recovery, then why not? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the big talk, the big sticking point with it is is that the, the players have had no pre-season. They've had no recovery time between the old season starting and the new, uh, sorry, the old season finishing and the new one beginning. So that in itself is, is massive for them. It's completely different. And I think for one season... It, it just makes sense to allow them to have five subs. Champions League, they can have five subs. Most most leagues around Europe are allowing five subs. It makes no sense that we're 
going against the green, you know what I mean? It makes no sense that the Premier League is doing it different. I think the Premier League is still stuck in the trying to be like the in the masculine sport, the, the old fashioned way, as if like the, the kicking a pig's head around the pitch and that. It's not like that anymore. The players are the players are getting injured because they're wearing little flimsy boots and they're training on eight hours a day. They're not they're not turning up and having a little five or five kickabout and then going on the aisle. And people might say, yeah, it's well more professional now and it's well more structured, but it's not necessarily a better way to play the game. They're playing on carpet like pitches, so when they're playing a bit of mud, the bodies aren't used to it. Yeah. They're playing with a flyaway, play with a different type of ball. The bodies aren't used to it. They're playing with slippers on. Get a little kick on your toe. You could break you could break your foot off a little stamp on a toe. You couldn't back then. So it's a, it's a completely different game. But as I say, they're trying to keep it as old fashioned as they can whilst whilst changing it to the modern era as much as they can at the same time. So they're happy to take all the money and change all the television, you know, get all the television times changed and make sure someone's playing every single day. But they're not happy to help the players, which is wrong. Yeah, no. They want to have it both ways and as you know, we they can't have it both ways. It's just it's not working and people are slating clock for, for saying it how it is. You know, people as much as it's fun to laugh at them, people laughed at Oli Gunnar Solskjaer a, f- a couple of months back when he was saying the same stuff. Um, people, you know, people said that Alex Ferguson was wrong to mention about the scheduling times and stuff like that. And it is, you know, Klopp met, might have went about it in the best way when he sort of was having that little back and forth with Des Kelly, but he was right. The broadcasters choose the games that they put on. So they've made a conscious decision to, to pick a team that's played on a Wednesday night in the Champions League at half 12 on a Saturday. And it's not just it's not just a Liverpool thing, like Klopp said. It affects it affects Tottenham. It affects uh, well, it doesn't affect Tottenham in Europa League, but it affects Chelsea. It affects United, and it affects City. So any man, any of them managers should be saying the same thing. And the only reason Jose Mourinho isn't moaning about it now is because it doesn't affect him. He knows he's yeah. playing Sunday every week because he plays on a Thursday. But even with Europa League, the, the, the Thursday Sunday is the same as a hmm? as a flat as a. Wednesday, Saturday, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's just, um, so, unless you're a footballer, you don't know what that does to you. Like, I couldn't I couldn't imagine. Like, I don't even like going to work the rest of the week. If I fly home on a Wednesday from, from Spain or somewhere, I'll sign like the rest of the week off because I can't be asked. Yeah. I'm in relax mode. So I know it's work and they're flying for work, but imagine flying, flying out on a Tuesday, playing a game on a Wednesday, flying home on a Thursday. And then you're in training Friday, and you're playing Saturday. It's just, it's just not can't recover. That's just body, body, well. not just physically. It's just mentally as well. Like you're not, you're not enabling yourself to rest or relax. It's yeah. Just constant. And if you're doing it, it used, it never used to be like every week as well. Especially with this now, it's like Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. It's just non. It's just constant. Yes, yeah. constant all the time. That's it. And I mean, people will go. People will go out and say, "Well, the footballers they get paid to do that. They shouldn't be moaning about it. Stuff like that." I mean, first of all, it's not the players moaning about the scheduling. It's it's the manager for his players' welfare. But like you've just said yourself, if you fly home, if you're on holiday and you fly home on a, on a Wednesday, you don't you don't just book you don't just book your time off in work to the day that you're coming home. You book a few days after it as well. So it's it's the exact same thing for them. Why? Just because they're getting paid a lot of money for playing football for our entertainment doesn't mean they should be 
like putting their own welfare at risk because at the end of the day, if they get a career ending injury, then that's their that's their livelihood gone, you know what I mean? Because of this ridiculous schedule. That's what people don't realise as well. They have a short career, yet they're paid absolutely massive amounts of money, and that's because of us. Because we pay to see them and we pay to watch the telly and we broad we pay the broadcasters. And if everyone in the world now went fuck him, not getting BT, not getting Sky, not paying Amazon, they'd be on less wages tomorrow. Yeah. That's how exactly. it works. The business. They're getting what they can out of the customers and the players benefit from it because they're they're the stars, aren't they? But you you, you have you can argue argue the case they're like they're like film stars, they are celebrities in this country. They can't go for a meal with the family. They can't take the kids to seat and out the estate. They can't do normal things. Normal families can do so. They should earn more money for it because they're giving up the whole life to do what they're doing, and they're doing it for us as well. You know, they take to the pitch and they they wear the shirt for us. So, see, their welfare should be the most important thing for the FA. It clops had a, a go a number of times as well, even with England, yeah. the way setup is and how they demand the star players to go in these shit tournaments and these um these friendlies and that, how often it is, it's just pointless. We, we don't look after our players enough, especially during COVID. Like, why have that little fucking international tournament, them, them friendlies? It's absolutely pointless for getting players to fly all across the country, all across the world for a nothing game. It makes no sense to me. You're putting people and families and players at risk and it's just daft. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we'll ever be big advocates to International football at the best of times, but I mean, like we said, like we said numerous times, having international football during a pandemic is the most backwards thing I think that you can do at the minute. And um, and then FIFA need to be fucking looked at because it's just backwards. If it's just money, lad. That's it's just exactly what it's all about. That's what it's all about. But going back on to the, the five substitutions, anyway. Yeah, I do think um, I understand the likes of Chris Wilder and that saying like. Managers like Klopp saying it's unfair. It is. It, he's he's not. He must be getting annoyed because it's as if like the bigger clubs get more decisions and more things and more press and that. But at the end of the day, Klopp's moaning for everyone. Not just if, if you're if you're manager of a team that doesn't have many players going on international duty and isn't in competitions where you're playing fucking three times a week, then it's not going to affect you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But. The, the way everything's run now, if, if we can, if, if we're if we're batting a team three 0 and we can take five players off for five, give five players more playing time and rest five players, then I don't see a problem with it. No, and my my issue with Chris Wilder is, don't get me wrong, I think he's a good manager and I think he's done a brilliant job with Sheffield United. Um, but my problem with him is, is say their next game they they use their three subs by seventy minutes and then someone goes down the other end and breaks the leg. He's then down to 10 men for 20 minutes. Yeah. Then he'd be shouting, like, we need five subs. He changes tune just like that because it would then benefit him. Whereas, he's like you said, he's only looking at it as if Klopp's saying it's it, wanting to do it because it benefits Liverpool. It doesn't. It benefits every team in the league. And someone like Chris Wilder obviously isn't seeing it in the same in the same way as him. Um, well, that's the thing with this league now is that because you're playing Champions League football, lucky enough for us, we're qualified. We, we've, we've done it. Qualified so we can rest players in the next Champions League game. But if we hadn't, say we, we didn't get the result we need against Ajax, like we didn't against Atlanta, then in your next in your next Premier League game, you're all looking to you've got it, you've got to prioritize games game by game. Now, if you were playing Chef United and you had to beat Ajax on the Wednesday, 
you'd be dropping players against Sheffield United, and that's where they benefit. Yeah. So that's where these bodies moaning about is that if, if the option's there to play your best players for 60 minutes instead of 90, then we will. Yeah. So that's what he loses from it. But say players players help gotta come first, and it is getting like the training, like some of them are training eight hours a day, every single day, with one day rest. I'm 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 an electrician. I'm getting in and out of a van. I'm driving around. He's a fucking running, lifting weights and kicking up. It, it's it's graft. Not be, there's not many people who can do it. That's yeah. why they are athletes. It's hard. It's hard. Fucking work for eight hours a day. That like gym sessions, training, bleep tests, weights training, even the mental side of it, the tactics training and all that. It must take the toll on the body eventually. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and that's it we'll never know that sort of that elite side of it you know what I mean what do you mean we, we don't know I'm only 30 I've still got a chance he invited <laughs> but are we uh, what is it 11 hat-tricks on, on the rabbit <laughs> <laughs> um, now uh, speaking of the next I mean with the next Champions League game coming up um, as you said it's good that we've already qualified um, I'm just waiting on my email to say that I'm starting on uh, on Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be it's it's nice that that we're gonna have the chance to rest players properly. Um, you know, having the group secured is massive already. I think um, it would have been nice to do it against Atlanta, but we got it done against Ajax, um, <clears throat> and then we go to Denmark. Um, so it's a five to six game, which is a bit shit, but there's what there's all fucking. Should hopefully, we... in that game, like what we've just discussed there, hopefully the likes of Salden that don't even travel. Yeah, just leave them at home and just leave say these aren't required. So that's it. Get yeah. home, playing. Happy days. Would you take? Would you take any of the sort of main first team that we've got left at the minute? Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go over there. And, I don't want to disregard them because they're not a, a top team. If you if you put a, eleven kids against a, a professional team, there's, there's always a chance you could get a hammer on. So I don't want to see that happen. Um, it's not good for confidence. But I think the kids we've got are good enough. So I think if you were going, if you were going to go there and start Williams right back, um, Williams centre half, is which one of them is it that's not being Phillips can't play, can he? Phillips can't play in the Champions League. So though. you're playing Williams centre half, maybe Fabinho then. Mm. Um, left back. Yeah, and then your centre mid, you'd be looking at Curtis Jones, possibly. Um, would you bring Minamino into midfield there, or you know, there's rumours Ox is going to be back soon. Um, so no, I wouldn't risk, wouldn't risk Oxlade yet. Um, wouldn't play. I wouldn't play Minamino centre, but I, I play Minamino on the wing. Um, what, what's wrong with Chikiri? Where's he gone? Um, according to this, it's a like the the app that I use, FotMob. It's a it's a muscle injury. Is all it says. So I'm not too sure. Um, Obviously, like the Thiago injury has been much bigger and much more serious than we thought initially, um, which makes it like makes you wonder how we managed to fucking play the full ninety against Everton. Like, um, oh. so um, it's yeah. I mean, it looks according to this, we've got Ox out till mid mid December, uh, Milner out till mid December, Thiago out doesn't really give a time frame, and then Shakiri out with a muscle injury, but. Um, we should, I mean, we should still have enough to beat to beat Wolves um, at the weekend. So we should still have enough to beat them. 
Um, it's all the injuries there. I wouldn't when when you say it like that, um, the amount of players you've got out. I don't see the point in risking any any of the key, but wouldn't certainly wouldn't risk any of the, the front three or the defence. No. Um, you got you're gonna have to have a, a decent midfield. So you'd have to go with Jones and Ronaldo, yeah. um, possibly Anderson if he's back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can't we can't risk the likes of Matter um, against Midland because. I think if he plays today, I think that might be three on the bounce for him, which would be probably the most in his Liverpool career ever. Um, <laughs> which no, well, who, who did no? They took him no, out, didn't not. they? Yeah, no. Phillips played against Brighton actually. Just yeah, they took him out against now. Brighton, and everyone thought he was injured again, and it yeah. went to the they are just managing him. Yeah. So even that, like when you talk about the fouls before, that's what that's what we're having to do because we can't take enough players off. We're having to tip, like not have players in the squad, and that. Because we know we've got to manage them right. Now he he could have benefited from ten minutes if he were two or three nil up, coming on, getting a little warm up, having a little stretch in there, and getting a bit of match fitness. But he's only able to do it. Yeah. yeah. No, we've just got to we've just got to manage matter, especially at the minute. I think obviously you know we're nearly in January, so whether we go out and buy another centre half in January, we don't know yet. But we've got to manage him really really carefully until then. Um, I think we've been really lucky. I think with like the likes of Reese Williams coming in tonight, the likes of Nat Phillips coming in, how well they're performing when they are coming in. When really, Reese Williams not so much, but Nat Phillips he's twenty three. I think a lot of people probably thought he'd never actually get a game for Liverpool um, in the Premier League at least, anyway. And he's come in and he's done really well both games that he's played. So even if we start him against Wolves with with Fabinho or something, um, then you know what. You got to trust what what Klopp's doing. He's doing it because he knows the team the best. You know what I mean? I like what he's doing at the minute with them, and he's rotating and he's having Phillips in the in the league and Williams in the Champions League. So it's it's keeping them fresh. It's the vote not playing twice a week. Um, it's just whether the person next to them can stay fit. Yeah. But I do. I I, mean, I like Williams. I think he's a he's not at Phillips' level yet. I think Phillips is more looks a lot more experienced. And as yeah. you said. When we've seen him play in the West Ham game and he played alongside Gomez, he looked like the lead centre half. I've never seen that day. He was that that bold and strong and brave. From he's got to hope he keeps learning, keeps yeah, learning, keeps growing, yeah. and keeps getting better because he's he's twenty three years old. And that some people go, oh, we sh- he should be playing every week at that age. Sometimes it's not the case. Mm. Some people excel a little bit later. Some people don't get the chance a little bit later. Now, he'd been playing since he was 19, like Gomez, and was in and out the team like that. Then you'd expect him to be a lot better, but unfortunately he hasn't. And he's come into the side, and he's been better than Gomez for me. Yeah, in the, in the games he's played, yeah, you can't really argue with. Um, yeah, no, he, he looks a good player, um, and I think this is, the, this is the opportunity he's got to grab with both hands, you know, because when we have got Gomez back and Van Dijk and stuff like that, you know, he can then come in and say, I'm going to, you know, you're looking at signing this centre half who's 19, 20. I'm here, I'm 23. I've already performed. You know, I'm you know, I'm good enough. What you know, keep me around. Don't don't be the bit of me off kind of thing. And it's you know, it's the type of thing you need. It's it's kind of like, you know, not not to the same level, but it, it kind of parallels the sort of what happened with Henderson when Rogers come in. Rogers come in, you know, said you can go. And he's went, nah, you're all right, I'll stay. You know, the same could happen, the same could end up happening with Nat Phillips, just out of pure luck, really. Yeah, sometimes you need that look. Sometimes you need the look where it's just working in the player's favour. And 
I don't think it was necessarily an well, it would have been ability wise, but I think Klopp's just thinking where we got this many centre halves, this many young lads coming through, possibly above him, and then bang, you're in the team. Yeah. But even when he's been on loan and then he, I think from his performance on loan and what he achieved on loan, he deserved it. he deserved the chance. Well, it's getting it. You can't give every think if, if football was as sentimental as we'd like it to be, then everyone would get a chance. I'd be playing tonight. Oh, yeah, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Wounded. <laughs> you and me both. Nah, I know. Um, now he's he's done well. Like you said, he has done well when he's been out on loan. I think he was out there. Stuttgart in the like Bundesliga two last season, and he had the best like aerial stats in the league, which it showed when he was um you know when he's played with for Liverpool, he's been really good. So he's he's clearly got a bit of he's clearly got ability, he's clearly got potential as well at a young age. So he's a uh, he's doing well so far, and hopefully it continues. Yeah, I'm too in the sense of you have literally been told the next move for you is loan, and then. Done well on loan, you've come back. The next move for you is to look at getting you out and only that an injury. Like, you don't know how a player's going to react like that. Like, if your boss and work sits down to you and goes, Listen, I know you're the same position as them and you're all the same role, but I think him, 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 and him, even though two of them are younger than you, are better in that role. Yeah, so we're going to let you go to another firm. And then all of a sudden, them two phone and shaking, you're he's like, Actually, lad. Got a position there for you if you want it. <laughs> I'd be like, do you know you in your position? Go and shove it. But that's how professional he is. He's um, he's took it on the chin. He's known, he's understood the, the way football is and that's how it works. And he's taking it. Yeah. I just hope. Oh, I can't wait to see the team in 15 minutes. See, see if he's playing or not. Yeah. After tonight. <laughs> um, so let's talk about a couple of the other games uh, before we before we move on. Uh, so. We won't talk about this one too much. The Atlanta game at home, as you you touched on it earlier, um, horrendous performance to say the least. Deleted it out of my mind. <laughs> um, just one of them. It's just one of them. It happened. To be fair, the performance in the first game against them, I don't think the scoreline was merited. I think once it gets to about 70, 70 minutes, they could have put three or four past us. Yeah. So uh, I think we were a, a bit lucky to come away with that score. Deserve to win the game, but I think we've gone there again thinking, oh, we'll, we'll do these. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've, they've, they've fought with everything they had. They had a lot more to play for than us, really. I think we always knew we were going to come off the group. Um, they don't. So just one of them games, lad, it happens. Yeah, I think I've gone I'm trying to take too much hair from it. Don't look into it too much. We didn't have all our team. Made a few changes and we just got fucking obliterated, to be fair. I think I've gone into that game with a lot of confidence, though, because of the, the game before it against them, where we battered them 5 0 at their own ground. It's like you go into it thinking, well, you know, a repeat of that will do nicely, kind of thing. And yeah, you then do. The, the better version of them turned up. I think they had a few few players out for the first uh, first tie against us. So you brought a few players back in and it showed. But I mean we were off we were off it massively. We didn't get going at all, didn't have a shot on target. Um I think we only had our first actual shot about forty minutes in, something like that. So no, they deserved it. You couldn't really you couldn't really argue with like you say, you could have had more than two. You can't really argue with with the results. So um move we moved on. 
and we went to Brighton. And uh, we should have come away with three points, in my opinion. Oh, anyway. Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Gonna end up smashing this iPad up. I am fucking sick to death of you, yeah. I say it on every episode. I feel like Arsenal fan TV. I'm <laughs> screaming shit, but I'm sick. You can't enjoy your goal because in case it gets wiped out of VAR, that penalty we've just seen again yesterday, the exact same foul, the exact same official, and he hasn't given us a penalty. He's done it with Sayori. Yeah. Sayori goes down the box, he gets good for diving. It's contact, the ball's not touched, contact on the player, it's a fucking penalty. It's a penalty. It's absolutely irritating the life out of me. And it's not VAR's problem. No. I hate VAR. I wish they just fucking jipped the whole thing, get rid of it. It's pointless. It's fucking pointless. But the problem is the officiate, whoever the officials are, who are dealing with it, who are making the decisions, even as much as that tit against Brighton, where they've gone and looked at it, penalty, and you're thinking, how? How have you watched that with your own eyes and then given the penalty? Why is VAR in your ear? For a clear and obvious penalty, saying that that's a clear and obvious penalty, yeah. you might have missed. It's not. He's fucking touched the toe. If that, he's gone down like a little Bambi. Well, that's it. Well, that's the, that's the one key difference between the the Chelsea one yesterday and, and the one against Brighton for us is the the Leeds player stayed on his feet. So, and that's the problem. They're, they're creating their own problem. They say they want to eradicate diving. But they're, called, they're creating the problem themselves because if a player stays on the feet, don't get nothing. So that one yesterday, if Robbo's was a pen, then that should have been a pen. And that was 10 times the same. The, dif- the difference is, like, Robbo's cleared the ball away from goal. And when he's done it, he's nicked his toe. The but Who was it? What's his name? Well, there. Yeah, well, you know, I, I call him the, um, the cat out of Red Dwarf. To off, yeah. <laughs> um, but if it, it's a it's a completely different scenario, one ball's going into the box across the, across the box, and the player's still got it, still in possession of it, but he's he's hindered by by the foul. Whereas Welbeck's being touched as the ball's being cleared away from, he hasn't got he's, he's in no threat to our goal. He hasn't got the ball anymore. You know what I mean? So for me, it's a completely different thing. It's the slightest of touches. Now, if a referee's going to book a player for diving, then send him off for what he done because <laughs> it was an absolute disgrace. Yeah, but again, that's what I'm saying is, if a player doesn't go down, even off the slightest touch, you know they don't get anything. I think the only one I've seen in recent memory, and I think I've brought this up in the past, was um, Salah against Arsenal. I think it was last season, mm-hmm. and David Luiz has pulled him back. Salah hasn't gone down, but the referees give the pen. Um. And that's the only real instance that I can genuinely remember where a player hasn't has to, hasn't had to go down to get a pen or to get anything. You know what I mean? It's it's just as I say, they're, they're creating their own problems. They're trying to fix problems that they've created. You just need it. it there's no consistency within the game, and it's never going to work. So you've either got to get rid of the AR and let referees poorly officiate again without the AR in the air, or have someone who's better than the referee officiating the AR. That's all, that's all it needs. Someone to say to the referee, that, what you've just done there is fucking pathetic, mate. Just turn, turn around and give a goal kick or give a free kick to the other team because that's not a penalty. You are embarrassing yourself. That's you know what? what? Like, I'd, even, I'd even argue as much to say, like, some of these old retired refs who were on, like, BT and Sky Sports, like Peter Walton and Dermot Gallagher, they get, they get them in to do VAR, like, because they're, 
they're making more sense of it. Even them, you see Dermot Gallagher does ref watch every week on Sky Sports. And even him with some of the decisions, he's like, he's saying, well, VAR's there for this. And it's like, you can tell he kind of doesn't want to say that, but he's got to, you know what I mean? And Peter Walton, he has gone against what some of the decisions, at least recent weeks anyway, he has gone against them, some of the decisions. So that's what you need. You need somebody who's going to look at them and go, well, no, because it wouldn't have... It wouldn't have been a pen if we didn't have VAR, so it shouldn't be a pen because we've got VAR. It's like the problem is, and you've it's been admitted themselves, um VAR in England is being used to look at every single little thing. It's looking for something, even if there's nothing there. Whereas that's not the reason it's being brought in. And IFAB or whatever it is have said it shouldn't be used in that manner, but we're not changing it. So the problem is the FA and our officials, like you said. It's like your bird going through your mobile phone. As soon as she's got possession of your mobile phone, she's finding something she doesn't like. She's got to, because that's what she's doing it for. It could be the fucking text to your boss where it kisses at the end by accident. And it's like, you fucking bastards. And that's what the, that's what it's like. They are, they've gone to find something because they're looking for it. That's the way it works. Yeah, so yeah. until they stop doing that, then they're always going to find little faults before goals. It's just, it's doing me head in. Can't enjoy a game, lad. Like, even I should be psyched up to death. Looking forward to the match tonight with fans in. Never got a ticket, nice one. But I should be made up looking forward to, to the match tonight. And I, I just know you can't shoot the ball at the back of the net. You're like, fucking wait five minutes to go. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. not enjoyable, lad. The whole passion's draining out, draining out of it. And it's just, um, it's, it's not as enjoyable. So, to Marcus about it earlier, just saying, like, it's just. It's not the same anymore. Even in the pubs and that, like, once that ball hits the net and you've seen the referee's whistling his mouth and he's pointing to the centre circle, it's a fucking goal. Yeah. That's it. It's a goal. Now it's not. It's no longer that's the case. And it's just, everything's ruined. It is becoming, we are, we are actually the laughing stock of the whole of football. And it's meant to be our game. It should be us showing others how it's done. And it's, it's fucking pathetic, had it? You can't run it. It's shit. Yeah. So my, my opinion to anyone in the FA would just fuck their head off and get a better officials in, please. Thanks, gracias. Yeah. No, I'd, see, I mean, for me, I don't think it needs... It needs fucking off in the way it's being used at the minute. But what they need to do is they need to look at how it's being used in Spain and Italy and Holland and all these other leagues in Germany and stuff like that. Look how they're using it and implement their ways because you don't have these controversies every single week in in them countries, in their leagues, you know what I mean? It's being used in the correct manner. Like, over here, you know for a fact, if the referee goes to a screen, mm-hmm. it's either going to be a red card or it's going to be a pen. Whatever they're going to look at for the decision, you know that decision's going to get given regardless. If, if it it's is already under pressure, aren't they, to give it? Because they've exactly. told them yeah. that, yeah, that that's a penalty. So, they're already under massive pressure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's stupid. But let, let's not let's not go on about it too much because we'll be here forever and you know we've got the match soon so we don't want to be here forever um but bounce back we bounce back well against Ajax um with a with a very make bit a bit of a different look to the team um obviously Kelleher coming in in goal um you know Williams uh right back again obviously uh Curtis Jones coming into the midfield played well um no for me no from the start so bit of had a bit of a different look to it a bit of a different feel but you know the academy come out looking absolutely fucking flawless from that game, I must say. Um, and that that was massive. It's a massive confidence boost for Kelleher and Williams, especially. Um, it was huge for them. When I seen the team, 
I wasn't um, wasn't as enthusiastic as as some others. I, I wasn't as optimistic. I didn't think I didn't think you were going to get anything out of the game. To be honest, when I seen the team, um, and they, they they pulled it off. They've done well. Curtis Jones had a goal, which is what we've all wanted. Um, discussed them a number of times, haven't we? How, how yeah. much of a, how brilliant he is in the middle and how he can pull the strings and Piers done it again. So yeah. it's um it's, it's, I feel like at the minute it's the old it's the older players who aren't pulling the weight as much. And I think it's the young ones bailing us out the shit a little bit. Uh, still got issues with Nico Williams at right back, he's not the best defender, but he's still getting a bit of shit off supporters. But you can just tell that his confidence is shot. He's um he's not the same player that came into the fold for us. He's no win. Yeah. yeah. He was he was he was literally like for like replacement for Arnold at one point when he when he was first starting out. He was up and down that wing, getting the ball and he was going towards goal. He's petrified to go past the halfway line now because he gets caught out. But unfortunately, that just comes with experience. And even Arnold, now we've discussed that a number of times. Once he goes past that halfway line, you don't expect to see him back to making a, making a tackle. So, um, you've just got to give, give these young lads the benefit of the doubt and give them the time to, to excel. And in a year's time, if no one's any better than they are now, then I think you start making comments on that. And I'll just let them go and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, no, to be fair to him, I do agree with a lot of what you just said about him, but he did have a really good game against, uh, against Ajax. You know, he set up the goal. Don't know what their keeper was doing for the goal, like, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> But no, he had he had a really good game, and I think hopefully this is the that was the performance he's needed to give him the confidence. But for the fans to just lay off him a bit, like because it's just unnecessary. And like you say, we've said it a number of times. Um, but it's just, just not. You know, it's just not on with, with what they've been doing to Nico. So, like I say, hopefully that was the one I wanted them. That was the performance he wanted. He needed to have. Um, so like we say, we, we topped the group with that. We're through, so it means a lot of players hopefully can get rested um, for the Midgetland game, um, and it means we can put out as strong a squad as possible against Wolves, which we're expecting to see any minute now. Yeah, I'm just about to lock now. Yeah, I'm just having a little gander myself, but um, while we're waiting for the team to pop up, there's a couple of things I wanted to just uh, go over with you in a little bit. So, first of all is uh, Sadio Mane. So, for me, and I don't know if you'll agree, but for me, he's been off the boil for a few weeks now. Um, I think he's not that same Sadio Mane at the minute that we've been used to for the last 18 months, two years. Um, and I think for me, it's very it's, it's very fickle of our fans to not really question Mane in the same way that Firmino has been questioned because he had, a, he had a bit of a bad spell himself. And I just think it's... It's just a bit shit from our fans, really. Um, what's your opinion on, on that? Um, I, it's, it's hard with, with players like Mane and Firmino. As I say, I think Firmino's was a lot longer of a... Of, I think what Mane gone four games out of the goal. I think Firmino's had a bad spell since last year. But because he hasn't been contributing to goals as much, people have disregarded what he's doing within the game. So every passing that was getting scrutinised where his game hasn't changed all that much. He doesn't go wide and he's still getting stuck in. He's still pressing from the front. So I didn't have that many issues. It's just that Jota score is going to score more goals because he's an out and out fighter. Mane, I still think he's got that spark where he can just get off. 
can just go and make something magic happen. Um, what was the what was the game where him Salah and Jota start the first time? Um, can't remember to be honest. Was it Leicester? Um, and they looked brilliant. Mane looked brilliant. Salah looked brilliant. Jota looked brilliant. Firmino played well. I just think um, I don't want to see anyone getting on anyone's back, really. So I know what you're saying. You you want to question question the fans who've turned on for me, you know, why they won't do it to Mane. But I'd rather everyone just fucking shut up. Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see any player getting shit off our fans. I think fan fans who do that are dickheads and I don't like it. But I think if you're gonna be questioning for me now for a bad run, you've got to do you've got to you've got to do the same for every player, you know what I mean? I think treat them all the same or don't do it to anyone. Um Yeah, I agree. And that, that's the problem you've got is some players do walk on water and you could never do wrong. But you've also got like in Manny's case, he could have eighty five minutes of touching the ball and the one player on the pitch you want to fall to in the boxes in. Yeah. Because he'd be magic. So just one of them. I think People have the heroes and people have the villains and change it. It happens all the time. It's happened for years. But uh, hopefully, Mane ends up bad form for me. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, the other player I wanted to talk about with you, uh, the teams. Oh, by the way, got the team. I'm uh, the nice, nice shocking goal there. Yeah, fucking hell. Um, shock up front as well no Jota that's a mad yeah I know what's the bench looking like bench is looking decent Trent on there Keita back Minamino Jota it's uh, looking, it's looking a bit rosier all of a sudden yeah I'm glad William Nico's starting yeah me too um, I'm glad Jones is starting um, Arnold on the bench that's lovely um, disappointed Jota's not starting but I think um, what a player to bring on, and also I think it's a bit of a bit of pressure playing against his old side, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. Um, take him off the limelight a little bit. Don't make it all about him, and bring him on twenty to go to, to score the winner. Hopefully yeah. not needed, but it's going to be a tough game. It is. It is definitely. Um, it's hard it discussing it now, knowing that we're going to bring one out after it. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because by the time people have listened to this, we'd have already won. Fingers crossed. If I sound a dickhead after this, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Um, I was a bit confused at first. My app said um, that uh, that um, that Alisson was starting at first and then it just updated to Kelleher very quick, so I was a bit confused. Um, What's happened to Alisson, lad? Can you tell me? Um, He felt his hamstring, apparently, in the... What game was it? In the Brighton game, I think. He felt his hamstring a little bit, so apparently it's not a major, but caution. Yeah, more more than anything. But hopefully, Keller has another. Bl- well, hopefully, he doesn't need to have a blinder actually. Um, but yeah, it's a good, it's a good enough squad. I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. Um, so starting again, it brings me nicely around to it. Actually, is Ginny Wijnaldum. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, it's his fifth, sixth start in a row. Um, he still hasn't signed a new deal. I think for me, he, he, we've got to get him on a new deal as soon as possible. I think he's just been brilliant of, ta- of, of recent times. He's 
he's, he's not he's never let us down when he's played and I just think he's being so reliable for us at the minute with all the injuries we're having I think he's just I think he's just priceless at the minute I think he spoke on international duty and he asked him about the contract and he said like who knows you never know what's going to happen I think it was very much indicated that he wasn't signing a new contract and he gave a little wink and was like you never know things can change in that um, personally this is what I hate about modern football is that that player is old now for a better deal than he's been offered. Apparently he's been offered a deal and he's old now for a better deal. Now, I don't like that. If you if he wants to play for Liverpool, the first thing you could be saying to, to his agent is let me stay at Liverpool. That's what yeah. I'm asking to do. Not figures and that. So, I don't like all that side of it. As far as I'm concerned, if a player wants to stay here, then, then stay. Don't even fucking look at you. Look at Robbie Fowler when he signed. He didn't even look at his contract. He just put a signature on it. Yeah, it's different because he's from here. Now, when Alzheimer's won the Champions League and the Premier League at Liverpool, can you do much more here? Does he want a new challenge? Well, I, this what he hates by doing so, he could cost us money, like for, to get himself more money, and that's the path that I don't like. So, yeah. Yeah. have to see what happens. But I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that isn't the case with him. I hope he's not trying to, to use the club in, in that fashion. I don't think he's. He doesn't come across as that type of person. He doesn't come across as that type of player. He's, he's not like a he's not like a diva. You know what I mean? He's not. He doesn't seem that type of player. He doesn't want. He's not about being flashy or. He's just. I don't know. I don't think he's like that. So I'm hoping it's not the case. And I just hope. So far, it's just you know, it's just haven't come to a deal that that suits both parties. I'm hoping it's just. It's literally just that. My life. I'm not think Yes, he's a valuable part of the squad. Um, I don't think by any means he's irreplaceable. He's not like a, a Mane or a, or a Salah, but he's massive past the cog in the machine. Yeah, he's a he's a massive past the squad. Even when he gets a bit older, I think he'd be like a Milner where he's dead reliable and he's versatile. So I'm yeah, got to try and keep hold of him. But as I say, if he's if he's playing games and doesn't want to sign a contract, then more fool him really. Yeah, and I've just looked at actually eight games on the spin he started now. Is it, yeah? Yeah, and when you include like international for, for Holland as well, that he started and he is the captain for, like, you're probably talking 11, 12 games that he started on the spin in total. So you, you, that's what you need at the minute, especially, as I say, with no Thiago, with no Ox, you need that that reliability. You know, Milner's had a, had a couple of injuries lately. Henderson's had a little bit of an injury here and there. So Is Nabi back in the squad today? I'm sure I've seen him, yeah. Although my app could have been lying to me again. Yeah, he's back in the squad. I'll tell you what, lad, if, and this is going to sound very harsh, but if he doesn't, if he doesn't start finding some fitness soon, you need to get rid of him. He's just never fit. He's literally never fit. Yeah, he, he's a strange one. Happy. Um, he's as well. I think he's absolutely brilliant on the ball. I love watching him yeah, play. Yeah, he's a good player. Plays with so much freedom. I really like him. But again, games like this tonight. Flash and Abby Keaton and Jotter on, and it's an absolute recipe for disaster for Wolves. Yeah. But hopefully, we don't need them. Hopefully, not. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll, we'll leave it there for today. Um, we've covered the last few games and obviously looked ahead to today's game against Wolves. So, hopefully, um 2 0. 2 0. And I'm going to go um, with, you know, I'm going to say Manny, first goal. 4 1. All right. Who's first um, goal? Curtis Jones. Jones. 
Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. Um, so yeah, so we'll my <laughs> good luck. No, not good luck. I want to win my fuck off. Um, <laughs> nah, um, yeah. So I say we'll leave it there. We've uh, covered a lot, and we'll be back. Which is very soon, as always. You can find us on um, at LFC Groove on Twitter and at Liverpool Groove on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and obviously, we've got the website there, liverpoolgroove.co.uk. If you want to have a look there, you can find all our episodes on Spotify, Google, uh, Apple. Um, if you do check us out, please leave us a leave us a review, leave us a five star rating if you like. Uh, it'll help us get up the charts and be seen by more and more people. So. Uh, we always want to hear from you and thanks for listening Sports Social Podcast Network